Today, we welcome Joe Elmore to the podcast, and man, is he ready for a battle this weekend. We talked about breaking jaws and collapsed lungs and just being a warrior in the squared circle. He doesn't mince words when he says he wants to destroy Dustin Pegg in the squared circle this weekend. These guys have mutual respect for one another, but when they hear knuckle up, all love is lost for the next five rounds. Enjoy the interview, because I know you're going to enjoy the fight. And as always, have fun, get rowdy, and listen to the Bare Knuckle Pod. Mr. Joe Elmore, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's uh, how's camp going? Man, excellent. Uh, putting everything together. Got some great training partners. Um, uh, got my coach here. Uh, putting it together, man. Yeah, I talked to Peg the other day. Uh, he said you guys got a lot of bad blood. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> now uh, he's a good dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We. Um, we're going to joke and clown each other. I mean, it's like, sure. uh, like I said, he's, he's, he, we're, we're opposite, uh, styles, which make for, uh, equal, but opposite great matches, right? That's sure. what stylistic matches up are. And even our personalities are clashed. I was kidding the other day. And I was like, you know, after, uh, I come out the cause when I fight, you know, I'm a gentleman on these podcasts, but I'm a, I'm a vicious killing machine. And I don't think about nothing, but death in there and he's yeah. putting on his little thing about he wants all that smoke and we are buddies but man i'm not quite sure he knows what i'm gonna do when we get in there and i and and jokingly my way of saying that not being mean was like hey man i hope at least he's good looking enough to go back to his job at abercrombie and fitch and stand outside in his underwear and wave at people during christmas time you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah he can be good looking metrosexual pretty boy and he but he's a great father and he's a good human so I can't hate on none of that. I'm a professional, but I'm going to beat his little Abercrombie looking fitch ass. Oh my gosh. I, I saw y'all chirping back at each other and I was, I, I brought that up and he said the same thing, man. He was super, yeah. super respectful. And, and, and really he, he was like, Oh no, he's a great dude. I can't say anything about yeah, him. Nah, he's, he's a good human being. I'm still going to beat his ass. So good. I'm good. Gonna... I, I, well, I'm ready for a good fight. I'm, I'm, I'm super ready. So man, how'd you, how'd you fall in love with boxing? Um, God, dude. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm a combat sports of all sorts veteran, uh-huh. but growing up dude from karate kid, uh, the Mr. Miyagi, the real one to watching, uh, Muhammad Ali just with his attitude and, and growing uh-huh. up in a family that loved wrestlers and entertainers and seeing just, uh, I mean, Manny Pacquiao, Mike Tyson, uh, hearing stories of guys that come from nothing that weren't really anything some of the Mm -hmm. best stories you hear were fighters boxers and getting to see these boxers become world champion and go from people that either got bullied or teased or picked on or made fun of just the movie characters even to the the to the the rocky to just all that growing up i had that influence my dad was in the navy uh i come from the country where people want grew up and we get bored and put on boxing gloves and fight at the movie theater. Or sometimes mm-hmm. we just get bored, talk shit about somebody's mama, punch each other, fight. Nobody shot each other. We yeah. grew up making friends out of kicking each other's ass half the time. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to call, I had to, uh, be in control of myself though, you know? So my parents always put me in martial arts and I'd be in Taekwondo and I'd be in boxing. And mm-hmm. first time I uh, did a boxing competition, it was because I did a little tough man contest 
and uh, I knocked, I just knocked everybody out. Always, always did. And uh, turned into a focus thing as I become an adult. Um, here, here's bare knuckle boxing after my MMA career. And it's more back to how I grew up, right? It's a, it's, it's a pure combat sport. Boxing was like, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's an art, but it's like, I joke around and call it pillow fighting. You can uh-huh. go out there and throw wild ass punches and others are art to the style of wild punches, the movements, the footwork, the dance, but man, you can't throw some of those punches. You hit me in my hard ass skull and I'm going to break your jab ass hand. If you're just throwing that wild jab and, uh-huh. or guys that tuck up in a corner, like Floyd Mayweather and roll their head, you get hit with a, a shot to the eye and you might bleed and, and get called out. So bare knuckle you got to fight you got to get over with fast you got to go hard and, and if it's a mix between boxing and clinching and man i just i'm in love with it dude it's uh for a real warrior and a fan of it i think like what you said when we started it's you fell in love with it and and it's one of the fastest growing sports and and bkfc's really got some of the best combat athletes from yeah. every aspect yeah. meeting in the middle it's it's boxing versus mma versus muay thai in almost the best platform you can equally say okay here's the rules you're a boxer you're an mma fighter but who's the best most savage human of you two right here and let's let everybody watch this yeah five rounds no hiding you can't really i mean you can't really duck and 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 block and you know i mean just, i mean you can but everybody's gonna boo because if you yeah, do that yeah, yeah. you got two minutes two yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. is not enough time to i mean dance around obviously like uh, some of my favorites in the sport you know like Tyler Goodjohn, dude, he goes out there and he uses a boxing style, but he sacrifices his face. He cuts up a lot. And I think mm-hmm. he's got some he's got some uh, shitty ends of the stick with with his style because you get blood on your face. And in boxing, that would be a light little jab. There wouldn't be no blood. There would right. be, you know what I mean? But he's in there dog fighting and, and yeah. win or lose. It's it's a fight of the year. A fight, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a fight for the fights. And that's how I am too, you know, and that's what bare knuckle I think is designed and, and it's pushing us to do from the rounds to the, the style, everything. Well, I know you said that proving people wrong is a big part of your career. Uh, tell me, tell me a little more about that. Um, just, just that dude, you know, uh, a lot of people believe in me, the ones that are close to me and love yeah. me, but there's a lot of people I've seen through life, whether it's my experience or others. That that pick on others because they're the ones that are unhappy or they they do all these different things or they tell people they can't because they don't have enough imagination to dream big and be a superstar. And people would laugh at me, whether I'd tell them it was a a, a rock star and people laugh at kids dreams. And obviously, oh, you're going to be a rock star. Oh, you're going to be a a world champion. Oh, you're going to do this. Cool. That sounds great. Get a real job. Go to school. Get I mean. And I believe that education, my son is a smart kid. I want him to get his education. But at the same time, if he has a dream, I don't want him to give up on his dreams and, mm-hmm. and focus on getting a nine to five and paying taxes and 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 having good insurance. And, and that's great, man. But you can become a superstar, too. You can own a business. You can do this. You can be a fighter, a world champion. You can no matter what. Sean Strickland's a world champion now. Right. Like, I know. Uh, I mean, nobody would have thought that and he could clean it up and he could probably act nice, but he, he has a confidence issue. He doesn't believe in himself and he still doesn't believe a, a poor kid that got abused can grow up and do it. And, and I'm opposite. I don't, I don't show victimhood. I show this, 
this anti-hero Deadpool superhuman yeah. fights. And that's my encouragement. But the people that know me, I, I didn't have anything handed to me. Me and my wife, you know, it's blood, sweat, and tears. You know, she's my best teammate I've had for 15 years when I moved here. And uh-huh. my career since we've made this team has taken off. And it's it, it's just, uh, yeah, man, it's a beautiful thing. And, and Bare Knuckles giving me that platform to take the next step to even uh, get to where I am today this upcoming fight heck yeah uh well i was you know even when you say you know going to college and all that stuff it's so easy to get a a loan to go to college you kind of wonder what it'd be like if it was that easy for you know an 18 year old uh to get a loan but they had to have a business plan you know set up and and talk it out and stuff like that and 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 instead of going to college they said you know i'm going to start a business but you have to have the plan and stuff like that and there was a an easier path for them to do that you know yeah, uh, yeah. My son, that's out. exactly what my son did. Three days out of high school, he started a business. He's he's got a couple of them, but he's hauling gravel and he's doing this. But he's at the same time getting a CDL, getting his yeah. welding license, and and he's making a thousand dollars a week. You know, three yeah. days out of school and and planning on owning his own truck and his own company and his own stuff. And and I'm more proud of him for that than than expecting somebody else to give him anything. You know, and that's oh, kind of yeah. what I do. You know, even with fighting, man, it's not about beating people up. And honestly, that's why it's a good thing that I'm I'm friendly and I, I thank a lot of my opponent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the fans, I'm going to give them their show. And and obviously I want to break his jaw and make yeah. him bleed to death, but it's not a personal <laughs> issue. It's not yeah. Conor McGregor making fun of yeah, I lost respect for Conor McGregor when he brought family and dads and moms. And yeah, yeah. You got to be hateful. You just want to know that I want to whoop his ass, right? Yeah, if yeah, I yeah. genuinely tell y'all I'm going to make that man bleed to death unless he kills me first, I mean that with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be hate. It's an art. It's man. It's just what we're going to do. And yeah, both stuff. our families support it. You know, I told him in a message, this is a secret I'll share. It's like, hey, I was like, dude, like when I when I told the first joke online and we were gonna do it, uh-huh. I just his wife had said something and she was joking, but I had to hit him up and I was like, please tell your wife not to hate me when this is over because I'm gonna get harsh as fuck on you. And I mean <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, but like I don't want his wife to feel disrespected because I know how mine is. She's she might like him the night we met the first time, but until this fight's over, she ain't got no respect for him. She hates uh-huh. him. She's trying to beat her husband, trying to take our <laughs> Dream. <laughs> yeah. She ain't having nothing to do with his punk ass right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Ride or die. Um, yeah, ride or die. Heck yeah. So, I mean, what's uh, what's it like? I know training's grueling. Probably people don't understand how grueling it is. But I mean, what's a uh, kind of a glimpse into your daily routine leading up to kind of a big fight? I'm blessed, man. You know, I'm focused on my fight camp right now. I got some good sponsors backing me, so I can uh, spend the full six i've spent full six weeks in in a full camp with some medical sponsors and and i but i go do hyperbaric chamber treatments i have my massage therapist set up i ice bath my hands uh, conditioning my hands uh, speed and agility training footwork training uh i mean i'm sparring so many rounds i'm getting uh-huh. shark tank you know like I, the only the best way to learn is have good training partners and obviously I'm not like shoot box getting my head banged in but but one day a week but man I'm making contact and working timing and speed uh, not guys that are emulating a style but no matter what style he comes at me I'm gonna be prepared for it because I've got hundreds of training partners I'm going to live with another bare knuckle fighter up in Athens Georgia <laughs> on Monday he's gonna be there cornering me he just fought on the uh, south carolina card a samples a, a good buddy of mine been around for a long time here 
Uh, and I got Chris Barnett, uh, from the UFC coming in. He said, he's going to help me with the camp. There's a couple other guys. He's got a guy yeah. from Las Vegas in the UFC that's living with him right now. We're all going to stay in a little camper and live out of his facility and train for those three days straight from morning to night. Yeah. I mean, I put my heart in everything and sacrifice everything for the fight, dude. And <laughs> hopefully that 10 minutes and adds up to that six weeks of work into one 10 minute moment. And win lose or draw i'm finna win the hearts and the blood of everybody in that ring yeah 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 dude talk to me about the hyperbarics so you do you do this daily uh no it's not daily uh i mean i need to do it more than i have last week i've been in such hard training but i get three or four days a week i can go in there and sit for an hour hour and a half if i want to oh, put yeah. the music on it's yeah. uh at john barber's orthopedic one of my big sponsors shout out i love you so much barber orthopedic kennesaw uh, alpharetta they have several different uh, places, but they give us free therapy, free blood work, the oh, MRI, heart. They make sure that we don't have cancer. Our livers and organs are functioning. Uh, that you know that that our diets are being done right. We're not crashing. So when we get our blood work, we know we're healthy, and it really helps. Like tuning a race car, right? You know, it's hard for us to afford things like that, and and it's the extra step that I put into it because yeah. I, I mean, I sacrifice and work, and I'm just lucky to have people that are here to believe in me and be part of it now you're i guess you're breathing 100 percent oxygen right during that that whole time so it really helps in in recovery uh dude i can't explain it it's just uh yeah, yeah, yeah. i definitely I, I push my body so hard i don't know when i'm recovering and when i'm not but it definitely does the inflammation yeah. uh i know it sure. helps with autism there's so many benefits this is yeah. the first time i've ever got to do it this camp this consistently and uh i'm definitely a healthy running machine and i'm yeah. putting my body through hell and i'm still able to go every single day and feel great and good rest good i mean i've fell asleep in there dude and yeah and wake up and you're like god i feel like i slept for like 10 minutes or 20 minutes sleep and you feel like four or five hours it's amazing yeah 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 that's that's fortunate man that's awesome um so i mean the physical part is obviously a huge deal uh but the mental part as well anything you do to kind of stay focused to maintain your composure you know when uh leading up to the ring or even in the ring or uh just man my support system um i um i'm super blessed with love in my life uh i've had a lot of people that have believed in me a long time and and I put my, I put everything I got to not fail all those people. So they stuck with me. Every sponsor I've had almost the last 10 years, every single fight, it's the same sponsors. I don't have, really have to look. Uh, I've added new like medical sponsors, new, new glove sponsors. There's God always takes care of me. My family's always there. My wife is always there. I'm, I say I'm spiritual, not religious, obviously, because I just believe that, that all the love that you spread and all the things that we do just comes to a big circle. And I've got to that place in my life where I have mind, body, and soul. I don't drink alcohol during my camp. I really don't drink at all. You know, it's just, I do whatever I'm, I'm happy doing in the moment, but I, yeah. I stay healthy. I'm, uh, I'm eating no sugar. I'm, I'm following what my dietitian tells me the best possible thing for my blood type is I'm, I'm just doing everything right. And, and that way, when, when I win or I lose this fight, whatever happens, uh, I'm going to win, obviously my confidence <laughs> level, but no matter yeah. what, I've done every single thing on this earth that from the, from the time I started to the time I finished, the people get to see it. And, 
yeah, I feel good about it. So, so I, there's nothing to lose, right? Yeah, like yeah. I go into it with that and I, I don't lose. I'm winning. I'm getting the, I'm getting the fight on TV. I'm the co-main event for bare knuckle fighting championship. I was one of the first fights to go viral after the pandemic. I mean, my life is great. And no matter what happens, it's, it's, I carry that attitude and it's going into the fight with me, uh, attached to some viciousness, not letting anybody take that feeling away. Cause the people that do believe in me support me and I, I'll kill for them. I'll die for them. You can fuck with me all you want and I don't get rowdy, but the ones I love, the ones that support me, that's what I fight for. So again, that's why I get this thing. I feel like the people's champ, man. I love, I love people. I love the fans. I don't, I don't fight for me. I fight for everybody else, dude. Man, you're giving me like Ray Lewis vibes. You know he can like pump people up, you know, just like walk in the locker room and just get everybody jazzed. Love it, yeah, and that's what like, I feel like. I, it's I all feel like I'm getting more jazzed for this fight than I've I've been all week. Jeez, I think that's why my opponent wants to fight me. I jazz him the fuck up. When he asked him when we met that first night in South Carolina, him and his coach said I got on his fucking nerves. We wound up drinking out of the same wine bottle. To, to, that was the first time I drank in seven months, by the way. But I wound up drinking out of a wine bottle, passing it back and forth with him, just hanging out, talking about life, our family, getting to know each other. And this is a guy that we were we were joking, taking pictures together, talking about possibly fighting at the time, not knowing that the very next fight that I was going to have, he's had one in between, was going to be us, you know. And yeah. here we are going to beat the shit out of each other and probably be friendly afterwards and and have, have fun and keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, Obviously, how- his ranking is going to be a lot lower than it is now, but, I mean, I still will. We won't hold that against him personally. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> uh, how was the experience in London? Oh man, just beautiful. I love the people. I love the rawness of the Brits. You know, it was it was very. The only strange thing I can see is because they don't have guns. They only have like little pocket knives, and obviously uh-huh. they don't want to stab people. Those motherfuckers like to fight, dude. It's cool. <laughs> it's almost like where I grew up. You can just yeah. walk around. Everybody, everybody's like fighting, drinking at a pub. But they bought. They have this thing called bottling each other. I was walking around the streets, and for like two or three days. When we were walking around to get food at the hotel before the fights, you know, because I went a week early to get accoladed about five days before the fight, there would be people walking around with like patches on their head. And I'm like, why do so many people have these like patches on their head look like brain surgery, but they call it bottling each other. They bought, they like crack bottles over each other's heads, fights at the bars. And literally about it, uh, not just there, but when we went to Paris the first night, I have a recording of being there as well. We we took a train to Paris and stayed for a week after. But yeah. people just bottling each other on the street. And the cops are like blowing whistles. Nobody goes to jail. They just like, oh, well, uh, move on, mate. And I'm like, well, fuck, <laughs> dude. All right, this is maybe this is where I should have been. I'd have been a keep myself out of trouble. You just talk shit at a bar, knock a guy out. Oh man, oh. you win. Good job. Go yeah. home. Okay, cool, awesome. See you later, mate. <laughs> hey, I mean that's not See just you next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it's not like a fake bottle. I mean, a real freaking beer bottle. Yeah, but I, I, I might have to go back to America and load my pistol up. They hit me in the fucking head with a bottle. We need. To I know. <laughs> oh, that that make me want to fight. Jeez. Yeah, that's, it was cool to see the culture, man. It's yeah, just beautiful no, they, how you know. different it is everywhere you go, and that's another beautiful thing about fighting. Is they get to meet so many different amazing people. It's it's just another blessing. So. Any injuries, like crazy injuries you've had that you've had to fight through? Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, back in my career, um, I went to Canada. And uh, in the I, – I, already, I don't I think I had pneumonia before I went or some kind of cold. But it was uh-huh. a three-day notice fight uh, that I was fighting up. Well, that, <laughs> that makes Scott it hard Hudson. enough. Jeez Louise. 
And, and I got up there and, uh, was a lot of money. And at the time it was great. Um, and I thought I could win anyway, almost knocked him out first round, but second round, he need me. And, um, I didn't realize at the time I have a asthma and because I'm me already not feeling good. I'm thinking, okay, maybe I was undertrained, you know, uh, I'm, I'm out of conditioning, but I could not breathe and in that third round he beat me kept kicking me in the leg and i was falling down i didn't know what was going on you know yeah. the, uh, after the bell rang the third round i didn't go out he didn't finish me uh yeah. but th the bell rang and i collapsed to the ground and basically <laughs> crawled to my corner and i called the doctor to come over and they grabbed me and they were listening to my lungs he said you have asthma and i was like yeah and they're like okay well obviously we're here <laughs> like flapping around so yeah they, they they took it to that. We stayed in uh, Canada, I think, another day and a half. We went to Niagara Falls. I went and, and toured this little whiskey thing that they have uh -huh. there, some kind of Canadian whiskey plant. And we came back home. And uh, the day I got back, the next day after the fight, obviously I still wasn't feeling too good, but I didn't I didn't have the flu. It was before the pandemic. There was no COVID or nothing at the time. Uh -huh. And uh, um, I wasn't feeling good. But how I knew I wasn't feeling good was I do these relay races with my clients at the gym. And this girl, obviously, she's one of my best athletes and clients, but she beat me. And I've never lost to my students, especially one of my female yeah. clients. No offense, yeah, yeah. but I was like, no way. Not in circuits with kettlebells and weightlifting and no way. So yeah. I went to the – I told my people, I was like, I think I've got maybe pneumonia. I'm going to the emergency room. I got there and apparently I had a fully collapsed right lung, 100% collapsed. I had oh flown back God. from Canada, walked around Canada for two days and fought two rounds with a fully collapsed lung mistaken for, um, for that asthma. Anyway, that's not even the only thing. So I, 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 they immediately rushed me to the hospital, uh -huh. did, uh, put the tube into my chest. The next day I was back training. Why? Because I had a contract signed for three weeks later to fight for NSC for Dave Oblas. No way. As a main event. Yes. And I trained with saran wrap around my chest because I had to leave the tube in my chest. No, you're uh, out of the hospital with this thing. Oh, yeah. I, I left the hospital the next day. I tried to leave the hospital five minutes after they put the hole in it, because as soon as they put the hole in the side of your chest and put the tube in, yeah, um, the air comes back out. And, <sighs> and as soon as the air you probably came feel out, a lot better immediately, I immediately was like, oh, my God. Well, I didn't have pneumonia. I wasn't sick at all. No bacteria, yeah. no nothing. I just literally had a fully collapsed lung, mistaking it for thinking I had pneumonia, yeah, trying to tough, tough it out, uh, whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I had. Uh, the tube in my chest, my lung was collapsed I, or, or back to normal. I felt good. So I obviously the uh, doctor told me I couldn't get hit at all in the chest because he didn't want me to, um, for about a week or two, uh, uh, 10 days, he didn't want any kind of impact with huh. the tube still in my chest. So I, um, I trained, but I did like, like bag work and i had guys that would let me throw light punches or, or or but they wouldn't throw punches at me except for like jabs to the face they'd be careful not to hit me in the face and i trained for 10 days with the tube in my chest but saran wrap around it so it wouldn't like come out or get ripped or yeah. whatever and uh seven days before the or no, 10 days before the fight i had the tube taken out and then for those three more days i had to wait after having the tube taken out to let the wound heal and then i sparred for the five days leading up to the fight to get my full camp in so i could actually go hard and then i fought that friday night 10 days after having a tube taken out of my chest from a fight three weeks before in canada that i took on a last minute for a lot of money <laughs> oh my and then God. i wound up getting um uh was it 2018 or was that 2019 toughest fighter of the year here in georgia oh my gosh i mean you didn't so you didn't crack a rib or anything 
Oh no, dude! I just collapsed a lung, Jeez. and they had to put a hole in my lung, and they it blows right back up. So yeah. like, it was, it was, you know, and and there's no more chance of having it collapse again than it was before. Yeah, you know, as long as it was just about training with it in and having the balls to do that, and dude. most people would have cried, and I think not done it. But I'm, dude, I For love sure. fighting. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, fight every single day. Cutting weight the only part I hate about this shit, and I really don't do that no more because now I'm on a real diet and eight to 10 pounds of water weight is nothing for a fighter. It's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. Cutting weight seems, seems, I, I, I feel like gaining weight might be even more tough, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was in the beginning of life. It's not anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, so, so talk to, so you're fighting, uh, what this cut the 29th of this month, uh, in Salem. Is that right? Salem, Virginia, co-main event, September 29th. Yeah. At the Civic Center, I believe. Yeah, Dustin Pegg. You two chirping back and forth. I love it. I love it. Mutual respect, but, you know, you, you got to get the fans yeah. excited. I can't, yeah. I mean, I don't hate him because he's a bitch boy, but, I mean, I mean, if that's just, I mean. If he is, you know, is. Whatever. You got to be, <laughs> everybody's got to be somebody. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, man, awesome, dude. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on, dude. That was a yeah, wild man. story. Um, and I can't wait to see your fight uh, September 29th. Um, it, it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be better than the main event, but uh, we'll see. Hey, man, I, it's it, it, it's definitely going to be better than the main event. No, nothing to the champion. I love her. I'll respect, but I'm the most savage, entertaining mother effer on this planet. Yeah, I yeah. promise you that. I'm coming just to kill it. And it's because I love the fans. I love you guys. I love the opportunities. I love these interviews. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, I can't do it without putting on a, a show that they're going to beg me to come back for. And I promise you all that this time. I swear it. Well, I know you got a lot of fans out there rooting for you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Have a blessed day, buddy. See you, buddy.